Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee Podcast, kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and Fix This Next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. And welcome to today's podcast episode of the Business Success and Coffee podcast. Today, I'm joined by Doug Peterson, who founded Get Priorities Straight in 2018. And he did this to help business owners and high income earners master their personal and business cash flow so that they could reduce stress, eliminate waste and focus on what they want to do best. Now, Doug and I had a chat and there was so much similarity to some of the things I've been through in my business life that I was absolutely delighted when he offered to be a guest on the podcast. And I know you're going to take some real value listeners away from today's episode. But before starting GPS, uh, he coached and mentored business owners and executives for over 18 years to improve the business results and help find them more satisfaction in life. While engaged in this arena, Doug discovered, I've got to make sure I get this right because when I read it the first time, I misread it, an underserved need, personal and business cash flow mastery. Okay, And that's really, really important because you need to be clear on what your priorities are and then you can proactively align your money with what's important before you spend it. This, as I found out, requires a behavior change to think and act differently. So if you think this is a podcast where you're just going to sit there comfortably, that's not going to be the case. We're going to disjoint you and we're going to get you thinking and acting differently because things like this are not often taught and it's key to personal and business success. So welcome to today's podcast from Seattle, Doug. How are you? I am doing great. Pleasure to be here. And you're in one of my favorite places not that I've ever been but it's one of those favorite places that I've always wanted to go and still want to go because it's where my favorite coffee comes from and my I'm a big Starbucks fan as most of the listeners know so uh, you know Seattle is like the mecca for me of, of coffee so let's get started on the coffee question so I'm really keen to dive into what we're talking about with the the money mastery side of this tell us a little bit about the coffee you're drinking Doug and why well, I'm also drinking Starbucks because, as you know, we're in Starbucks land. Yep. Uh, but I, I'm pretty plain vanilla. I drink about five cups of decaf coffee a day. I get up, grind the beans, make a pot, yep. and just sip on it. I like it black, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Can I ask a, a question then? Because you mentioned decaf. Uh, I tend to fluctuate between full-blown coffee and decaf, depending on the time of day or if I've just had too much of being out and about. Is there any particular reason that you're you're more liking the decaf? Well, I really enjoy drinking coffee. And yeah. four or five cups of full-strength caffeinated coffee, yep. I just don't feel great. No. Whereas I don't need the extra wake-up. I just enjoy it. Yeah. So it just makes it really more pleasurable. 
and I think that's quite important because you know I find if I if I stagger my drinks throughout the day, I'm not too bad. But if I have if I go to a client's, for example, and I have a couple of coffees there, and I might have had a coffee at home. When I get home, you know, I'm just running around the walls. You know, I've just got to <laughs> bring it down a little bit, and I still love the taste of coffee. So I'm with you because I love yeah. the taste of coffee. I'd rather you know just go to a decaf than than go to an alternative. Uh, you know, I might drink some water in between, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you on on that one. Tell us about the mug that you're drinking in, because there's two sides to this mug. So I know on one side, listeners, he has his um, three letters of his company, Get Priority Straight. But tell us about the other side of it. Well, this is uh, the Moonbeam Lounge. And the Moonbeam Lounge came from my 50th birthday party. It says Peterson's Moonbeam Lounge. Yeah, yeah. And my daughter had made a sign, and it was a 1950s theme. And during the pandemic, you know, we wanted to see family and friends. And so I converted a 20 by 20 foot covered area space under my sunroom and deck yep. into the Moonbeam Lounge. So it has a TV and a couple of wine barrels and a large cedar live edge yeah, uh, yeah. bar, a little mini fridge, a couple of barbecues, seating oh. area with a couple of heaters, a inflatable hot tub and a picnic table. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, some curtains and lights all the way around two two areas. Yeah. They go also up the path, up the side of the house, and around the house. Wow! So it's uh, and uh, then I of course have merchandise, and it's it's party uh, business in the back. That's yeah. GPS and party in the front. It's a reverse mullet. Wow. Love it, yeah. And we're all so jealous of what you've just described there. We're all thinking, okay, how do I get myself a Doug? moonbeam lounge definitely <laughs> so and of course listening to that i think i'm safe to say doug we're not actually recording from there today are you not sat in there you're actually above the lounge is that is that correct i, I am actually above the lounge yeah. yes good so listeners <laughs> you know i can assure you you can't see him but he's not sat in his inflatable hot tub or uh, in front of the wine bars we're sat in the office area with, with the coffee so that's great so is there any particular favorite coffee that you have? Any particular strength or type of bean or you know, any, anything you'd like to tell us about? Anything that's perhaps something you'd have as a special treat if you're going out somewhere? Uh, so the, the go-to is just Starbucks House Blend. But mm -hmm. what I really enjoy better is we have a Woods Coffee out here. And right. they make great coffee. And I don't even know the blends they have. I usually go with the dark and I'll go often with a Americano that's half calf. Yeah. So it's one shot of regular, one shot of, of caffeinated. And again, oh, just okay. black from there. Yeah. 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 And that's, I mean, I must admit, yes, yeah, that's a coffee I've never had before. So that's, that's interesting to hear about that. And yeah, I'm with you on the house blend. Um, yeah, and some of the listeners will will hate that I'm saying this, but you know, the the sort of blonde blends, the house blends. If you, I think, if you're drinking quite a bit of coffee through the day, they're just a little bit easier on you, as well as the decaf. They're just a little bit easier on the back of the throat as well. I, I like a good strong coffee when I'm out, but when I'm working, uh, house blend or blonde blend, definitely for me. But Verona, if I had to pick another Starbucks, oh, Verona yeah. is my favorite other Starbucks. I see. Yeah, that it's interesting because that's that's I've got a box of that downstairs, and it's it's not one that I drink that often. I've got a Columbia 
uh, Starbucks, which I quite like. But actually, if because I like to have filter when I go to Starbucks, people talk about the expense. Oh, I don't know why you go to Starbucks. It's so expensive. Go and grab a filter. You know, it's you get a huge mug of coffee for a fraction of the price you do at any other coffee houses generally. So I love the filter coffee. So actually, one of my go-to of the pods that I have at home is the Pikes Roast, which is our sort of general mm -hmm. UK filter uh, that we have here. So yeah, great. So we could talk Starbucks from Seattle all day long here, couldn't we? That'd be great. Well, one more thing, since we're mm. going to be talking about money, um, Costco here has for twelve dollars and ninety-five cents US has a two-pound bag of whole bean house blend. So wow. you look at the expense of a single cup of Starbucks. I I'd brew a pot for about a dollar. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm the same with the pods here. I get the pods off of Amazon. They're Starbucks pods and an espresso. And, uh, yeah, they're a bargain, really. It's about, you know, 29 pence, you know, which is probably about sort of 35 cents a big mug. So I'm quite happy with that as well, yeah. We need to be frugal. That's right. We'll come to that in a moment. So... <laughs> You've spent all your your time, Doug. You know, uh, last you know, eighteen years, over eighteen years, coaching and mentoring business owners and executives uh, for business results and getting that satisfaction in life. What made you set up Get Priority Straight in two thousand and eighteen, and really focus on that that you know, that income and that cash flow mastery? What what's the backstory behind that? Well, I enjoy coaching people. However, at this stage of my life, I've got a couple of grandkids. I wanted mm -hmm. to make a bigger impact in people's lives and helping them with their business is one piece. But I would see people that had built them, painted themselves in a corner and it was either affecting their health, it was affecting their business or it was affecting their marriage. Yeah. And in some cases, you know, making well over a million dollars a year, but they had golden handcuffs. They couldn't make any other choices. And it really doesn't matter what income level you are. And I think most of our dreams is to become paycheck optional, not necessarily retire or quit work, yeah. but have freedom and flexibility. And that's a function of how much money's coming in and how much is going out yeah. to be able to have that flexibility. And so I thought, what was a huge problem? And I looked over my life and the ups and downs of cash flow and raising a family and running my own business was a lot of stress and a lot of challenge. And it wasn't until 2016 that my wife and I got on the same page with finances in a way and a system and a language we both could understand. And, and we didn't fight about money, but we weren't together on it. Yeah. And so this system allows couples to be on the same page and it's a rarity. Yeah. And I certainly know in most of my business life, you know, and, and when we had the initial chat, you know, um, yeah, I've made a lot of money and I've certainly spent a lot of money. You know, I've, I was driving fast cars, flying helicopters and doing all kinds of other things. And if you're forever chasing the revenue, that is definitely vanity because, you know, the revenue if you're spending more than the revenue that's coming in, then that's not good. And I, you know, I've I've had a few clients over the years where they then they feel they're doing really well in their business. They've got good amounts of revenue, but they just are struggling every month to 
Yeah, they could almost do with an extra week at the end of the month, you know, just to pay the yeah. bills and get everybody clear. You know, why do months only have four weeks? We could just do with a five-week month. Uh, is that something you see very often, people chasing the revenue rather than that balance between revenue and expenditure? Well, it, yeah, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. People that are really good at making money mm. look at it as a renewable resource and they say, if I need something, I'll just make more money. Yep. And because they're not feeling any pain, they're not managing. Yeah. And often, if you're not aware of what's going, and very few people can really tell you, except my clients, how much money they need each month to have a lifestyle that doesn't have money stress. It's not everything you want, yeah. but it doesn't have any stress. And this is how much I need for that. And so I look at some of these people and they're great people and they're smart and they're doing a lot of things. And I said, well, if you're, if you just have to need to make, if you're just, excuse me, if you're just going to make more money, if you want to buy something, how come you're carrying this debt? Yeah. Often they don't look at debt that they're carrying and it's costing them money. Even if the interest rates are low, but I find sometimes interest rates are high. You know, we can have a ton of skill and ability but we all have blind spots yeah. and there's a lot of people that haven't figured out just how do you really manage and understand and decide where your money goes before you spend it. They just react. It's interesting because, you know, I'm thinking as you're talking there very much about the generations and how the way that we dealt with money, perhaps in the fifties to how we deal with it now, how it's changed over those generations. And I remember uh, my mom when I was young, she kept different envelopes in the bottom of a wardrobe in a box and there was an envelope for the insurance for the for the house and the household sort of uh, outgoings there was another envelope for the holiday fund and she would take whatever money came into the household and she would put it into these envelopes in set amounts and then whatever was left was what you know we could have as a luxury and we might be able to have a treat of going out for a meal or something like that and we seem to have over generations, we fluctuate, don't we, between different ways we look at money and different ways we handle money. We hear this so often, you know, when we're going into recession and interest rates are going up in various times over the years. I'm actually talking about now over time. What is it that you think perhaps this generation that we're living in now has lost when it comes to that mastery of cash flow? Well, there, there's a lot of things I can say on that, but I think the biggest thing is the way the financial industry and marketing has worked to make it really easy for us to spend money. Mm. Um, there's a couple of dynamics. One is that this, the fact of handing somebody money and receiving some goods triggers a response in our brain that releases a chemical that basically says, are you sure you want to do that? That's where buyer's remorse comes in. When yeah. you, know, you just bought a car, and you go, oh, what should I have done that? And you have literally that that feeling. When you use a credit card, it doesn't release that chemical. Oh, that's so interesting. That's why, that's why they found that about 23% more, people spend 23% more on average using a credit card than all cash. Yeah, and that and that's interesting, isn't it? Because you know, certainly, I don't know what it's like over there in the US, but certainly here in the UK, we still have a lot of retailers that are saying card only, no cash. Yep. You know, because of COVID, and yeah, but they seem to they don't want to handle cash anymore. I I love paying for things in cash. I love knowing that it's in my pocket and I've got it. I've saved for it. 
you know, we're going to Scotland tomorrow for a vacation and we have our envelopes with the cash for the food and the cash that we're going to spend. We're going out for a meal because it's our 30th anniversary. And there, you're right, yeah, there is a pleasure for that, but there's, there is a reluctance of people to take cash these days. Is that going to make that worse, do you think? Well, it's, they're not going to take cash. Mm. So that's a thing of the past. That's just a dynamic that I'm, I'm, I believe happens. Yep. The other thing that happens, and I'll come back to the, the envelopes piece. Yeah. yeah. All right, let, me, let me talk a little bit about the envelopes piece. So the system I use just has virtual envelopes. Okay. The way that you don't have to now carry cash, you can use your credit cards that are international and, you know, they're a little safer. You know, if they yeah. steal your card, you, you basically can turn it off. Debit cards are terrible to use because if they get your information and you get hacked, they can access your bank account. Yeah. Whereas a credit card, you can just dispute things. So, you know, we'll get you on the system and then you won't have to carry as much cash and it'll be a little bit yeah. safer. <laughs> I'll tell you another yeah. story if we get a chance about that later on, but yeah. The other thing that, that happens is though that now, at least in the U.S., when you buy things from Apple Pay, we have a system Zelle for transferring money, yeah. PayPal, Venmo. All these things come through on statements just as those. And when you buy from Amazon, everything comes through from as Amazon. So you don't even know, looking at your statements, what you bought. Hmm. Then add on top of that subscriptions that are automatic. And there are so many people that do not balance their accounts. And I have a system to make it really easy to do that. So they don't know if they're getting charged the right amount. They're paying for subscriptions, subscriptions that if you ask them today, if they'd sign up, they go, no, I'd never use that. Yeah. But the money's coming out and it's coming out after tax. So you've got to make a lot more money to pay all these. Yeah. And I think that's one of the real dynamics that's happening is it has become automated. And people yeah. say, oh, I've got everything on auto pay. Now I don't even know what my payments are. I'm not writing the checks. I'm not looking at it. I'm just looking at my bank balance, hoping I have enough. It's, Which it's is in, just being reactive. Yeah, it's, it's not managing. It's interesting because uh, a couple of years, probably three years ago now, I was I have a spreadsheet with with my transactions in, which is quite crude. But I was going through and I thought, hold on a minute. Last month, I paid thirty four pounds for my satellite TV. This month, I'm paying sixty four pounds. Why? So I rang the the satellite company up and they said, oh. We've we've upgraded your package, and not only have we added this and this, we've also given you Formula One uh, highlights, which are X pounds per month. But we've given you a great deal. But I don't want any of that. Why have you updated my subscription and nearly doubled it? And they said, "Oh well, the the subscription you were on no longer exists, so we've just updated, we've just upped you to the 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 alternative to that now." Mm -hmm. I said, "Well." What's the one below now? And they said fifteen pounds. I said, take me down to that one. <laughs> I don't want all the all the clutter that you've just given me for a lot more money. It's it's useless to me. Don't want it. So you've got to be really careful with these things, haven't you? Yeah, but look what you've done. You didn't even order it. No. Right? They just decided you're gonna spend more. And so many promotional packages, people think that's a great idea, we got a great deal, but then they go away. And the yeah. price often doubles. Yeah. If, if when people find out how much money they're spending on different areas, 
And I asked them, would you pay that much money at the beginning of the year so that you could have that privilege in one lump sum? They go, there's, there's no way. I've found people with uh, about $2,000, excuse me, $3,000 US. They're almost $300 a month with television products. Yeah. And it's just television. Would you pay $3,000 to watch television? Yeah. And not- I had a client once, and uh, I'm sure this will open another can of worms for us to talk about, but I had a client once, a new client, and he was telling me that his bank was about to repossess his home. And I said, right, well, you know, what did your accountant say about this? You know, Have you taken advice on it? And no, no, no. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't do what you do, so uh, you know, I, I suggested he go and get some help and some advice. And when he came back to me, he said... Uh, I really didn't like that advice. He said, I don't, I don't think I'm going to take it. And I said, well, what advice did they give me? He said, well, they told me to cancel my gym membership and my, and my TV satellite. This person was spending £160 a month on their gym membership and their TV and was behind on £150 a month home repayments on their mortgage. Mm-hmm. And they were deciding not to pay their mortgage because they didn't want to cancel their their satellite and their gym membership. And they said, oh, I couldn't live without my gym membership. I said, you're soon going to have to because you're going to have no roof over your head. Yeah, you'll be living in your car showering at the gym, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah, again, it's that generational thing, isn't it? You know, that peer pressure of I've got to be seen to be going to the gym or was I'm a failure. You know, is do you see that kind of peer pressure or that, I suppose, culture? Of, of where we are at the moment as well, having impact? Oh, absolutely. But I, I would say that the advice that you're, this person received, I don't tell them where to spend their money. Mm. I find that showing them, so, so what, what that person did, in my opinion, and my guess, is he said, well, based on your situation, you need to cut expenses, therefore cut out these ones, and they have made that decision for them. Yeah. It was a debt management company, yeah. Yeah, we find out where all your money's going. Mm. I show you the net effect, and I say, well, you're going backwards this much. What do you want to do? Mm. Do you want to foreclose on your house, move to a cheaper place? Do you want to cut expenses? Do you want to make more money? What are your options? And so they all they make those decisions, and I think that's what's empowering. When you have knowledge and information, yeah. you can make decisions. When you know where things are going, and I've had people look at it and go, oh, I'm not going to spend that much, and they've cut their spending from uh, $28,000 a month to $18,000 a month just by being aware. And they just didn't realize there's a creep. When we start making more money, people often raise their lifestyle to that point. So what I help them understand is how much you need to not have any financial stress. And let's plan on managing to that. And then the excess, we're going to have some things that you want. And it could be a great vacation. It could be buying stocks or investments, kids' college, a new home, a remodel. It could be a number of things. But it's now prioritizing what's important so that you can really get what you want and painlessly cut the fat. Yeah. And I suppose that's where, you know, when you say, you know, underserved need of cash flow mastery it's becoming the master of that cash flow isn't it you know it's, it's you being the master of it rather than that being the master of you so i can definitely see that yeah it's very simply going from reactive 
Yep. You know, at the end of the month going, where did it all go to being proactive <laughs> and deciding where you want your money to go yeah. instead of wondering where it went. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, and that was just the answer to question number two, I think on my list. Um, where do you think that's had a, an impact on you and what kind, I mean, you've given us a couple of uh, examples of impact on other people, but what is that sort of shift of setting up, getting priorities straight in, in 2018? What, what has been that shift to you and the people that you work with? Do you think? The shift in my personal life? Mm, yeah. Is that what you want to know? Uh, I want to go back to financial, but you know, what, what impact has that had on you? Cause you know, you said at the beginning that you've loved helping people and you, you know, you wanted to have more of an impact. So now helping people focus on what, all of what we just talked about, what kind of difference has that made to you and what kind of difference has it made to them? Well, actually, it's a very similar thing. When I got this down, which I would say was about 2014, but then it took a little while to get my wife on the same page. Yeah. Um, the, the conversations around money and consider and worry about money. Mm -hmm. People say, how much time do you spend on your finances, including my worrying about them? Yeah. And that's that time. Uh, that went to almost nothing. Yeah. Because we built in a system where we started saving for infrequent expenses in essentially an electronic envelope. So when that $5,000 bill hit, you had it. So you had actually an emergency fund. The biggest thing I get from clients is that I no longer think about it very much. I just mm. handle it each week in a half an hour a week, paying all my bills, balancing all my accounts, wow. knowing where I stand. And then the big shift is instead of having an opinion of you can't afford this or you're spending too much, going back to your example with the person yeah. who's flirt closing, and say, here's what we've got. What should we take it out of? And that's what I would have that debt management company do to empower that client. Say, well, do you want to hit your mortgage? Yes. Then what do you want to take it out of? Because this is how much you have. Yeah. And that's a real shift. And what the result is, is peace of mind. Hmm. For the first time, even when people are in real trouble, they go, oh, well, it's not great, but I feel so much better. Yeah. I know what it is. Have you ever had a problem you didn't deal with and it just kept feeling bigger and bigger and bigger? Yeah. But when you finally deal with it, you go, okay, it's big, but now I know how big it is. And now I know what I can do, even if it's not very much, like sell my house, it's going to be yeah. foreclosed. At least you're now doing something. And that I think is fantastic. And I've had people in tears going, this is so great. Here I am 53 years old and I've never really had a handle on this. Yeah. And I had a, a some tragic things happen where one person in the relationship was having doing all the work and they died really wow and the other person had done nothing but ha managed a credit card just not even managed carried a credit card and used it yeah there's a, a a u.s band that's one of my favorites called home free they're an acapella group and they sing a song uh, and it's a champagne taste on a beer budget and the guy is singing the song and he's saying he sees a car pulling my drive and he thinks, I didn't have a Mercedes this morning. Why is there a Mercedes pulling my drive? And he sees his wife get out and open the boot. And he said, this is going to get bad. 
And again, you know, sometimes in those relationships, and it's interesting we're saying, isn't it? You know, you do have to get aligned because if if one person is spending a champagne taste and the other person only has a beer budget, then that's never going to be. And well, and I love what you said about peace of mind because that is priceless, isn't it? You can't put a value on that peace of mind, both for your health and also for your sanity as well. So I love that. So if people want to connect with you and find out more about how they can really get a handle on this and they can get that cash flow mastery, which, as you say, is so, so underserved. I want to keep saying that word now. I've got it right. Um, what? Because I think you're right. You know, it is. It's something we don't get taught. It's something that we don't learn at school. We don't learn at college. We don't learn at university. We don't learn in business. Yeah, there's so little of this about. Where do people come to find out and reach out to you, Doug? Well, my website is getpriorityStraight.com, and that's a, a lot to write down. So the easiest thing to do is go to schedulewithdoug.com, okay. and you'll see my phone number, my email address, my website, and my calendar. Yep. If you just want to set up a free Get Acquainted meeting and just have a confidential discussion, about where you're at. But, you know, I wanted to make a comment on the spouses. It doesn't have to be a Mercedes. In my <laughs> life, I would be struggling to pay the bills. We've all had those ups and downs. Yeah. You say things have gone well, but I bet you've had a couple of months in your life where they haven't. Oh, dreadful. Have been nice. I've, had, I've had too too many than I care to mention on a podcast. Trust me. I was, try, I was trying to be kind. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> so I'm paying the bills and I'm trying to be a supportive husband and I love my wife. And she comes home with two new pairs of shoes and they only cost $50 for both pairs. I mean, it's a very, very inexpensive, good deal. Yeah. And I'm trying to be excited, but I'm thinking <laughs> in my mind, how many pairs of shoes do you need? I'm trying to make sure I can pay for the power bill and the mortgage and the water bill and the garbage and food and all that stuff. And it doesn't feel good. It's one of those conversations that never ends well. What I found out when we started really understanding where our money goes, she returns more than about half of what she buys. Yeah. She buys it, tries it on and returns it. I never saw that side of the equation. Now she has an amount we've agreed on together and I have an amount that I have to spend and we have a fund fund on top of it and an entertainment fund. We have several little funds so we can move it around all we want. And I have no issue or concern because she is a responsible person, but I, it was the same person doing the same behaviors before and I felt terrible. So I think that's a real key if, and it's not just personal. I think it starts at personal and I wanted to, to, emphasize that because you need that foundation because if you don't have it you'll take the same poor habits into your business and the business has the same issues exactly the same issues we don't know where our money's going we're spending money on things that don't give us a return we don't agree on how much we should spend we don't even know how much we have to spend we look at the checkbook balance not at what everything else is already pre-committed to and how much is left yeah. so that was a little side soapbox yeah here, no, but I love I that. that we heard that because it always starts with our personal because that's why we're in business. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. And I agree with you on the pair of shoes as as, as well. And you know, I've, <laughs> you know, I've been in a similar situation um, with fairly small things, and you think, oh, really? That just now means that I can't do this because you've spent it on on that, and vice versa. I've done the same. My when we had some new windows in the house, 
my wife had put a, a price on every single window and every time I spent something she said you do realize that's the cost of the bathroom window <laughs> so it became a currency exchange of what the bathroom window so uh, and he was like cool. okay yeah I won't take that then <laughs> but I'm it, use that. yeah that's yeah. excellent yeah so um I feel a little bit guilty asking the next question now then because you've given us a great tip there as well. But if you could give the listeners one tip, one lesson that they could take away from all of the mastery that you've uh, given us an insight to here and we'll make sure the links uh, to everything you've mentioned are in the show notes. And I know Anna, who does the great job of doing the show notes, will do that. If you could give the listeners one perhaps thing that they could do after this podcast, perhaps today, perhaps tomorrow, over the weekend, what would that tip or lesson be? We talked about this a little bit before, but I think uh, I don't even remember the answer I gave you. But the one thing that I do want people to do is really understand where their money's going. And it can be confusing setting up a system. But if you don't have the money to hire someone, the one I recommend is YNAB. It stands for You Need a Budget. It's a the, the best program out there. And even if you don't master the budgeting side, which is really a spending plan because you're only budgeting up to the money you have, track your expenses. And it's a simple behavior change. It's once you're proficient, it's 10 to 20 seconds logging in expenses when you make the purchase. So it's instead of spending money and going on with your life, it's spending money and putting it in your phone so you at least know where it goes. And that awareness alone will make a huge change. But that's only record keeping. The second piece that I think is worth learning and mastering is now saying of all the money we have what what job should we give it and you give everyone a job you don't have a savings that's just extra money you either have an emergency fund or it's vacation Mm. or it's next month's income or whatever it is but you have every dollar having a job so simply it's tracking the money and deciding where you want it to go and having some system to do that yeah, and I can see that my mum was a lot wiser than I gave her credit for with finance because those envelopes, everyone had a job. Every every pound note, because it was pound notes then rather than coins, went in there and it had a job. It, it knew what, and she knew what its purpose was. So I think that's a great tip as well as you need a budget. Yeah, definitely. So I'll have a, have a look at that. And then when she spent all the money and there was some left, she had guilt-free spending. You know, yeah. I've already given her the job. I still have some. We can do what we want. Yeah. So we need that too. It's not just, it's not a diet. Yeah. It's a plan. Yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. And listeners, you've got a couple of real golden nuggets there to take away from that. Final question then, Doug. Uh, If you were to have your next coffee and you were reading one of your favorite books, whether it's be fictional or business books, what book would it be? And where would the location be if you could have it in any location? Well, I uh, owned a sailboat for quite a few years with some partners, and mm-hmm. I love being out on the water. So that's that's one of my favorite spots to be able to sit back, sipping up a cup of coffee. As soon as you woke up, the water's calm and glass. Uh, it's just a beautiful space to be. But I do like business books. And one of the most recent ones I read that I was very impressed with by Dan Kennedy was called The Gap in the Gain. The Gap in the Gain talked about why very successful people aren't happy. And it's because, and he brings it back to the U.S. Constitution, 
Thomas Jefferson said that we're looking for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, anything you're pursuing, you don't have. So if you think when I have a million dollars, I'll be happy, but you get there and go, well, I really need 5 million. And then when you get there, you think I really need 10. We're focused on what we don't have versus all the things we've already gained. We are so fortunate to be able to talk across the world, have food to eat, have roofs so, over our head. That's the game. That's what we already have. Yeah. Versus focusing on the gap. I think that's a fantastic message for everybody. Amazing. Well, he has a co-author. I apologize. I can't remember the co-author's name. That's nah, okay. Well, I'm, again, I'm sure Anna will research it and make sure it's in there so the listeners will have that so uh, the gap and the gain so yeah fantastic you've shared so much with us so so many tips as as all our guests do and i really want to thank you for the time and for really showing us the importance of that cash flow mastery and listeners you've got doug's details he's giving you in in the uh, in the episode and they'll be in the show notes go and do something with it because this will be one of the most important things that you will ever do in your life because it's the one thing that causes, I would say, nearly all, there might be one or two on this uh, podcast that are listening to it that don't worry about money every day. Dog, you're going to be one of those, but most of us do. So listeners, if you want to get rid of that worry of money and you know get a mastery of it, then do something with what we've talked about today. It's been an absolute pleasure, Doug. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. And listeners, you know, you've got your instructions. Go and do what Doug's told you and leave us a review. Tell us what you thought of it. And as always, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.